it was at that moment, that particular moment that I knew my life would never be the same again. So hi guys, welcome to another episode on Listen with me, Juliet Amiga. And I've introduced a new segment in this podcast, which is called My Story. So what does my story hold? My story holds everything I've gone through from me being a child to as to me being an adult now my experiences heartbreaks relationships love everything you need to know about my story is going to be in this segment so i'll be posting an episode after every three weeks so this is the first episode expect the next episode in maybe three weeks after i have shared a couple of other people's episodes and hopefully we'll get to touch a life hopefully our experience will change lives and it will impact it positively. So today we're going to talk about my first time. Yeah, I know, my first time. So most of you have very memorable first times with um, the people you love, with maybe just a random person, but my first time was very interesting. So this day, I was really young. I was 16 and my sister was, yes, older than me, obviously. So she thought it would be fit for me to have a party with her friends. I was young and naive and me thinking of having older friends who are my sisters, having to come to our house for a party, it would be awesome. And guess what? There was alcohol. Who wouldn't want to taste alcohol for the first time? You're 16, you've never tasted alcohol, you've never smoked before, and here you're having guys who are older than you with a few years and they're introducing you to all this new stuff. Who would say no to that? So this day, my parents were the most strictest parents alive. But that's another story for another day. But on this particular day, they decided to travel. My parents traveled to Western. Yes, Western. And when they traveled, me and my sister decided, why not have a party? Two young ladies, one very, very young, another one of age, decided, why not have a party? So we planned this party in a rush with the small money our parents had left us. And we planned this party in a rush. So my sister called a few of her friends she called a lot, but a few of them just managed to come. There was alcohol, there was weed, there was cigarettes. And oh my goodness, it was a party you wouldn't want to miss. So one of these friends of ours had a liking to me. And since I was very young, there was nothing I would have accepted from him. Be it a giggle, be it a flat be it even a small, tiny conversation. So um, at this time of the night, we had music, very loud music. And uh, the neighbor came and knocked the door and she's like complaining. She's like, either you turn the music down or we are calling your mom. It was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My heart was freaking out because we've never held a party at our house before. And I felt as if this is the most embarrassing day of my life. My neighbor finding me drunk and I'm being young, not of age yet. 
So I went, reduced the volume, but everyone else was very mad. They're like, turn the volume up. And it was just a very freaky party. My sister did one small mistake. I would call it a mistake because to her it's a normal thing, but I would call it a mistake for this day. She had too much to drink and she ended up blacking out, leaving me with the cake untouched yet because we had decided we we're going to cut the cake at midnight. So midnight had not yet reached and my sister has had too much to drink. She's blacked out. So we lay her on the couch and we've not touched the cake. So this guy tries to be friendly and keeps on giving me thoughts and thoughts of drinks. Me being young and naive and wanting to show that I am mature inside, I keep on taking the alcohol, taking the alcohol. And I remember telling him, I feel like I want to puke. He's like, don't do it here. Let's go to the bathroom. He was really nice. He was really nice. But good things don't last, they said. So um, in the middle of the night, I felt myself fading away and I knew I needed to go and lay down. So I don't know how I stumbled myself up to my bed, but I found myself on my bed. So at that point is where I blacked out. Everything went black and uh, I slept through the night, which was something we all would have done. So after we woke up in the morning after the party was ended and there was this house help who normally came every single day to clean our house since our parents had decided we needed a house help. So this house help was supposed to come in at around 9 a.m., 10 a.m. We blacked out. We had a party that she doesn't have any idea about. So I wake up in the morning, laying in a pool of blood, and I'm wondering, wow, wow, periods, what a day. You chose just the perfect day to come and visit me on a birthday party that wasn't my birthday party, but on a birthday party that was supposed to be mine way earlier than my birth date and you choose this grand entrance woke up very very annoyed took my sheets up took them to the bathroom and I started cleaning them but what amazed me i went to take a shower put on a pad on my pant and wore it a few hours later there's nothing on my pad and i'm wondering what the fuck is going on so I'm, i take my pad i'm like it's still dry and it doesn't even have a drop of blood. And I'm asking myself, why then was there blood on my bed? I was young, very young, and I couldn't understand what was going on. So my thighs were really sore at that moment. And I knew it was just my periods because sometimes my periods would come with um, very, very different sides, whatever moods that would want. Sometimes there are stomach cramps leg cramps, back aches, headaches, very painful migraines. But this day, I'm having very, very sore thighs. So I try to catch a few of my friends, not my friends, my sister's friends who were there, and they tried to ask, were we running last night? And everyone was like, running? No. Why would you run and then come back to bed? Like, then why are my thighs sore? And... 
all of them just brushed it off like ah maybe it's your periods i'm like it's been hours if it's my periods my pad would have been filled by now but i can't see anything on my pad but i i found myself a pool of blood in the morning and everyone was like ah, trying to brush it off i felt something was wrong but i didn't try to figure it out then because I thought maybe that's how people feel when they get drunk. That's how people feel when they smoke weed. So to me, it wasn't such a big deal. But then the pain wasn't going away. And the pain was all over my abdomen, to my coochie or vagina. Or I'm sorry for the raw words. I don't know how to call it. But my womanhood. Um, and that was raising an alarm. So I tried finding out anyone who slept next to me. Maybe they could explain why I'm feeling so much pain on my womanhood and why my thighs are sore. So this person that I didn't know nothing about had decided, you refuse to talk to me. I liked you, so I'm going to do what I want to do. I didn't know then that that's what was on his mind until later when I tried to seek help from my godmother. So I call my godmother up and I'm trying to inquire and I'm trying to tell her what the, the feeling was like. And then she's like, are you sure you weren't raped? I'm like, raped? By who? Who would even dare do that in our own house? And she's like, you said you woke up in a pool of blood and your thighs were so right? I'm like, yes. And you said your womanhood was paining as well when you went for a short call. I said, yes. What about long call? I said, yeah, I'm having a little bit of a hard time going that direction as well. And she's like, yep. Did you try to seek medical help? I'm like, I didn't even know that was rape. And yeah, that was the first time I heard the word rape. I've been hearing it on TV. I've been hearing it on um, very, very many social media pages, but I had not encountered it. So this is my first time and I got tripped by someone. I have no idea what they look like because I was drunk and they're my sister's friends. So I didn't tell anyone apart from my godmom. I started slowly investigating who slept next to me in the party and it took a long time for me to figure that out. A long, a very, very long time. Very, very long time. So there's a lot of stuff that happened in between after the rape till the time I found the person who raped me, which I'm not going to talk about in this episode. It's going to find to be in any other episode, but not this one. Today I'm just talking about my first time. So after... I tried to find out who slept next to me to try and ask them who would do that to me. It started slowly hitting me that I was raped. And I didn't know it would have that effect on me so much, but it actually did. It started eating me up from the inside because I can't talk to anyone about it. I can't tell my parents about it. Remember I said my parents were the most strictest person ever. So I couldn't go talk to them about me being raped in their own house and we planned a party behind their backs. And that it's at that moment, that particular moment, that I knew that my life would never be the same again. 
my first time was supposed to be special, but it wasn't. I was raped. And I was trying to get to understand what this name rape means. So you started Googling, you started asking, you started inquiring. And my godmom suggested we go to Nairobi Women's Hospital, which is a specialized in gender-based violence cases. So we go there and they get um, counseling. And yeah, they try to introduce me to a support group, which has similar people or similar ladies who've gone through what I've gone through, but it wasn't the same. I started being depressed. I needed antidepressants, anxiety attacks. I wouldn't want to walk alone at night in an alley because I felt like it might happen again. And I kept asking myself, who would do this? Who would do this? Why would they do this to me? Why wouldn't they ask? If they did, I wouldn't have agreed. But why? Why would you do this to such a young lady? There are so many questions running my mind. I have not told anyone about it. It's killing me from inside. And I'm trying to find therapy. Trying to get back to my two feet. And trying to regain back the woman that I am. So, a um, few years later, probably two, a friend of mine um, from the party, we became friends, but um, not that close friends. So, he decided he wanted to come and check on me. So, this friend of mine decides to come and check on me. At that point, um, depression had kicked in. I was drinking a lot and smoking very, very many times, smoking a lot. And at that point, when he decided to come visit, my in my mind, the story had faded and I wasn't really thinking about it until he mentioned it. Yep, you had me right. He mentioned it and was like, I'm so sorry. What? And he's like, yes, you remember that time on the party? We had so much fun. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What are you even talking about? I don't understand what you're saying. And he said, you don't remember anything. I'm like, I just woke up in a pool of blood. My thighs saw. And no one to explain what the fuck happened. And he said, oh, wow, you are a virgin. And that's when I knew it was him. Imagine sitting next to the person who took away the one important thing in your life and you hear them agree to doing it. Agreeing to be, as in the person you've been looking for this whole time who made your life change is sitting there next to you. A lot of things were running in my mind at that time, should I stab him? Should I strangle him? Should I send him away? Should I let him talk and listen to him and let him explain why he did it? What, what do I do? I remember that day I was alone in the house and I was just thinking a lot on a lot of stuff. And this guy is in the house this day and telling me he's the one who defiled me. How would you feel about that? It was one of the most hardest thing to hear. That the person 
who made your life change didn't even know they did that. They were drunk. They were having fun. But it was not right. It was not right for them to take matters into their own hands and take the enjoyment too far. If only he would have listened the first time. When I said no, this whole mess wouldn't have come to this point. When I told him no the first time, he would have listened. But you waiting until I am so drunk in alcohol and deciding to take matters into your own hands and decided I want to do this. That is where you crossed the line. That is where you turned from being a genuine person who wants a genuine another genuine person to being a rapist. I'm not going to call you anything else but a rapist. So um, at times it gets so hard for me to say this story out, but I'm glad today I have the strength to say it out. It wasn't easy for me to tell him to his face that whatever you did was wrong. But I needed to forgive myself for allowing that party to be in our house, knowing that it's wrong. I needed to forgive my sister for blacking out on me when I needed her the most because those were her friends and she knew them better than I did. I needed to forgive this person because he let his last take control. It has been too long and there is no action that can be taken against this person because at this point, there is no evidence to what had happened. There is no um, witness who can agree to come and say that this guy actually did it. Everyone would claim they were drunk, which everyone was. So I needed that closure to help me heal. And to a point, I am grateful that he came to tell me himself unknowingly, but he did try to come and tell me what had happened because I'm pretty sure he had been told that I was looking for him and he decided to come and say what he did. What he did was wrong. It was really wrong because that is how I was introduced to the world of intercourse. It wasn't a nice thing to do, but I needed to forgive. I needed the closure for myself and I needed healing to take place. And in order for healing to take place, I needed him to forgive me for being young and naive and for being enticing and for dressing up in a way that would provoke him into having sex with me. And I needed to forgive him for letting his lust take control. Because at that point, 16 years and let me not mention his ears then, but he was quite older than I was. And you're defiling a girl when she's drunk is totally unacceptable. So I want to put this out there. Just because someone is drunk and they look very appetizing does not give you permission to go eat, feast. This person needs respect even when they're drunk. Because if they wanted to give you your pleasure, they would have done so sober. But you choosing to take advantage of the fact that this person is drunk to quench your lust, that is rape. We are supposed to stand against men who like putting their lust first in front 
of respect. So we are saying no to rape. And let's protect our friends who love going out and partying. Let's protect our friends who, who love getting dead drunk. And just be there for them. Take care of them. One of us should be responsible enough to say, I'm not going to have so much to drink so that I can be able to look after my friends who love to drink. So that we'll be able to look after each other to prevent such evil from happening ever again. And the men, we know you have needs. We know you have lust. Sometimes you might lust upon a lady who's dressing really good with big boobs and big thighs and big buttocks with a perfect figure. But it is very, 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 very respectful for you to go and ask for consent before doing what you do. That rape incident will forever break me. Forever and forever. And the moment I decided to forgive myself is when I sat down with my sister and I explained to her what happened. That's way after I turned 20. And she was so shocked. Till date, she's never forgiven herself. But I need to explain to you the importance of you forgiving yourself. It's very important for you to release that anger. Releasing it will make you heal faster. It won't undo what has happened. But it will make the pain reduce. The moment that my life changed is when I knew I will never enjoy sex the same way again. Every single time, I'll be picturing myself in a pool of blood with my thighs sore and my womanhood in a lot of pain. So in any day I choose on my consent to even have sex, it will still linger in my mind, a pool of blood, thaw sighs, and a painful womanhood. What he did will be a scar in my life, but I won't let that define you. Define me, sorry. So my advice to you, don't let that traumatic experience that affected your life years back define who you are define who you're going to be in future you should let that change you and that is my story so thank you guys so much for listening to my story and hopefully i'll have more episodes for you next time thank you so much for choosing listen as your podcast and let's meet next time on another episode where I'll be able to give you your weekly podcast fix.